After a 20-year hiatus, welcome back to episode 2 of Independence Day as we talk about it on Anatomy of a Movie. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Anatomy of a Movie. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. 20 years, and we have Independence Day Resurgence, the, sec- the sequel to Independence Day, Sans Will Smith. Um, a lot of mixed emotions, not only in general about the movie, but uh, here on the panel, we have Dimitri Panos returning to action. Hey, hello, movie fans. Good to be back. That's right. Also returning to action, <laughs> Sarah Stratton. Here, ready to talk. You've got to give an impassioned speech, just like the president. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold back the emotion okay. for now. All right. And we have Marissa Serafini. Attack every time. But I feel like I'm being attacked by these aliens. I feel like they're overpowering you. I know. We gotta save you. I know. We gotta scream to do it. Ah! <laughs> and we we'll have that Zach Wilson in the in that booth. Hey guys, <laughs> I, I'm excited to talk about this movie. I didn't hate it as much as everybody else in the room did. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't know if we can speak for everyone on that. You can speak for me on that, but I'll say this. Okay, so I'll open it up. I thought. Uh, at first, uh, I, it was kind of a bit slow. Um, I was kind of figuring out where things... It's been a while since I had seen Independence Day. Um, and no, I did not, unfortunately, refresh my memory with Independence Day going into this. Uh, however, you know, once once things kind of got squared away from me of who was what and where, where we were, because it's been 20 years, um, you know, I, I got into it. And I thought overall, as a science fiction movie, I didn't mind it. I thought the nice twist um, at the end was great. By the way, if you're tuning in for the first time, obviously we're going to talk spoilers, so be prepared. Uh, so the, the the twist of I don't know what to call it, the the orb. Um, I it thought didn't that, have a name. Did, I'm just going to call it the orb. <laughs> the then. sphere. Um, Wally's mom. <laughs> I thought it was good, and and you know the only cheesy bit was at the end of like now we're going to take the fight. Cheesy bit. <laughs> I mean, okay, there was a, there was cheesy elements, but but okay, so be it. You know, I. But there I was, was in, cheese throughout the the original movie too. Like if you went into this not Mr. expecting cheese. Don't 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 get me started. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, uh, look, this movie's not like flawless by any means or stretch of the imagination. But if you went into this expecting to not get cheese, you, you I, went I, in expecting the wrong thing. I cheese didn't. is not my problem with this movie. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I, the wait, cheese was wait. completely fine. Let's we'll keep we going. Gotta go back to no. I mean, and I, then we'll, you yeah. know, other than that, I, again, I, I mean, I could go on and, and you know, as things go deeper, I'll kind of explain myself. But overall. I gotta say, like, I thought it worked, and my biggest question that I'll ask throughout is like, what what were you guys expecting? Like, I, what would have made this a better movie? Because I don't understand that. I thought oh, it was fine. I can I can help there. I can help there. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Oh, but no, no, I don't want to pass. No, you always like being second. No, I don't. Oh, I do like being second. <laughs> I, uh, I do like being second. I actually I do like make being her first second. all the time. Yeah, I do uh, like being talking second. Hmm. What I will say is, cheese wasn't my problem. Visuals also were great. I was really entertained by the visuals. The first intro, I was like, wow, are we in Tron? But besides that, I really enjoyed all of the CGI, all the work they put in. It looked great. What they could have fixed, besides pretty much plot, structure, pacing, is I think a big solution for at least for me, what if they just axed about half the characters? I think that could have been a, a really efficient problem solver because 
it seemed to me like they kind of tried, like, looked at something like Furious 7 and were like, this movie had this many people. We can have this well, many people. Well, the original had a lot of people. The, the, the Independence Day, the, the original Independence Day dealt with a lot of people, but it, too. But it, it was It was way a lot, but it felt like... Brought in. At least from what I remember from the original Independence Day, yes, you're probably following <clears> about five storylines that intersected and developed. In this, I honestly felt like we were following um, maybe a, ugh, I don't even know how many relationships that mm-hmm. just didn't have the gusto, the emotional impact. I felt almost no deaths. Um, the And I just felt like in the minor character relationships things weren't built correctly. I thought that characters could have been condensed and get, given off the same themes. I thought that you could have brought in for instance, um, take just your kind of funny comic relief characters, which in this ended up being a lot of like white males. Um, you have your guy who's the first one to touch the white orb, who's some sort of like auditing person or s- who's following them around. You have him. Standard issue government bureaucrat, yes. number five. But that could have been consolidated with some other role to give some other point than what he did or you have the best friend of Liam Hemsworth who was funny and fun but there was just so little substance to all these little roles that were bouncing around that they were fun and appealing but they didn't add anything to the overall story for me so I could see them grasping at themes and building different relationships but nothing really was strong. And so I think that it would have helped with pacing, it would have helped with plot, it would have helped with character development if they just literally axed at least five characters. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll add to that. I I completely agree to you because I felt like the first one, we had a lot of adults taking on the aliens and whatnot. We we followed all those roles and they were more mature. And we, we liked these characters. They were memorable. That's why they brought them back in the second one. And I felt for this one... They like I can kind of see why they were trying to gear towards the younger demographic, especially with you know Liam Hemsworth and you know we have Jake and Dylan and even the girl and I can't even remember her name because she wasn't that important. And and I think the problem was like I get we don't have Will Smith who was a big name back in the nineties and so it felt like they tried to add three younger people to make up for one person. And these three younger people, I really didn't care what the heck happened to them in the past. And maybe did find out that little bit of, oh, he almost killed. It's like, okay, sorry, just kiss and make up. And move on and let's save the world. And I think those these three characters were just so saturated and I really didn't give a crap about them. I think to go on that, one of the things you said was like how many young people had. I just thought there was, you lost a sense of urgency. Because for me, there were so many characters who could accomplish a needed task. Like, when it comes to Independence Day, it's really down, like, you have one person who can solve this problem, one person who can fly and solve this problem. It's all on their shoulders. And this, I was like, okay, we have six pilots. One of them will survive enough to do this bomb or do this. Like, it didn't come down to this is the only person who can do this job and they have to figure it out. I was like, you've got lots of people, lots of main characters I've been introduced to who might be able to figure this out. Mm Yeah, I mean, um, well, first, I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand on what I you think were the saying about, are great, though. you know, about uh, 
about maturity uh, in casting. I mean, to me, the sum of this movie's parts did not make the whole. And I was hoping, to me, Independence Day is a great B-movie with a big budget and, 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 and special effects. Uh, it is an epic throwback to the science fiction schlock they were releasing in the 50s and the 60s. And it, it encompassed all of that. I mean, you had the, the, you had the, the, the uh, melodrama uh, with all these characters, and they're on different parts of the world. Yet Bill Pullman, who is you know the, one of the greatest presidents on screen, uh, you know he's fantastic. But putting all these people together, and there were a lot of if you watch Independence Day, there are a lot of characters in this in that movie, um, and it is a B movie. And I was hoping, hoping that this B movie bucket of popcorn with fig butter. I wanted to have that same. I was hoping, just give me that experience. I don't care if it's cheesy. I'll be in. And instead, you get a mishmash movie that suffered from ageism in casting. Okay? This, to me, was a major problem in this movie because I looked at these kids. I looked at that girl that you were talking about. She's a She's a speechwriter. I'm supposed to believe that she's a speechwriter for the President of the United States of America. It looks like she just got out of school. Like, what experience? And then on top of that, oh, she just happens to be a fighter pilot. She has a lot of time on her hands. I was like, what? She dedicated one year and became a master. Here's the thing on that, though. You have to... There is is no thing on that. No, there is. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me go. Um... When you when you think about this world, and the, the world building that they did is one of the things that I sort of latched onto. I, I, I couldn't think, agree with you more because I think they did a great job building out what the world would look like in the wake of a war that cost not just millions of lives but billions of lives. So in that world, yes, there is a good chance that somebody that young who is intelligent who has the kinds of presidential connections that the daughter of a former president would have is going to progress that quickly through nah. the ranks because there's just there's just that many fewer people no, there on are a the lot planet. of older people in the planet who probably went to an Ivy League school and got their at least master's degree in going into politics and doing that I didn't no, buy the you know she's a speechwriter you know what and, I was more upset and, at the fact like they set what, that little tidbit up that she's a great speechwriter and I was expecting another iconic speech from the president and we didn't get that no. so there was no payoff to See, that. That, that that's it, what I'm saying is there was I agree with that because I will suspend my belief on whether or not she could accomplish all these tasks if they are used in a great way or moving way or building way for me she was only made a speechwriter so that she could be in that room at the beginning and have a job I think that you could have done Literally anything. She could have been aide. She could have just been an assistant. She could have solved. I think that then she was made this awesome pilot, which to me was very poorly utilized. But I, I was again, just like, this we is didn't have still- time to be an awesome mm-hmm. fighter pilot. And then you, okay, so you have Liam Hensworth and the rest of that crew. When you look at the, you, you said it best, the independent, the original Independence Day. I think Will Smith was like thirty-five or whatever. He wasn't no, leading he's probably anything. Older 20s, no, he was like literally about thirty-four. 30s. No, he was about thirty-four, thirty-five, yeah, I believe, right, when Independence Day came out. And when you look at, he wasn't like the leader, but he was a pilot. He was a smart guy trying to get into NASA, 
Like, you can believe him. Bill Smitrovich was his commanding officer. Like, you believed these people. Even uh, Jeff Goldblum's character and, and his, his ex-wife, um, who I'll get into, um, there were people that I could believe that they were doing what they were doing. Were these kids, like... I, I'm not. I'm not buying that they have the experience to be doing what they're doing, and their stories were so tepid and stupid that I didn't care. Every time they opened their mouth, to me, the movie worked when it went back to our original cast people. But even that, it seemed as if the narrative forgot how these characters are left off from the original. Being Jeff Goldblum, for example, it was made a big deal that that. He had been separated from his wife for three years, yet he still wore his wedding band because he still loved her. And they don't, they get back together again. And this is a woman who was like a PR secretary who you could look at and say, I buy her as a PR secretary. Maybe she's a speechwriter. And then she's not in this movie, and they don't even throw a line of dialogue to say, What the hell happened to her? That was driving me nuts. This whole movie, I was like, What is this other girl? Yeah, where'd she go? Why is this not being addressed? Yeah. Why are you referencing all these other minute details from the original Independence Day that you expect me to remember, but you're not, you're getting rid of an entire relationship? A relationship that was rebuilt that he loved her so much. He, three years, he was continuing to wear his wedding band. And then, look, the movie had great special effects. I was totally in the destruction, the stakes that they were raising, this big ship that would just sit on a continent. (laughs) I thought was awesome, right? But then it turns over to the kids and then I get this D-movie territory and that's what made me angry. Angry like Liam Hemsworth's uh, piloting, where whether he was landing, taking off, going right, going left, going up, going down. Ah! Ah! Like, his acting ability was, was... put down to just screaming every time where I just got bored and I wasn't buying like if you're on the moon there's really no gravity on the moon like to be able to lift something up with the kind of ship that he had really shouldn't probably have been that difficult now had this movie been good I would have forgiven that but this movie just falls apart and it just felt really bad as great as things were so let's take it back because a lot of this I think stems from how obviously it got made in, mm. in the sense of it, it, this has been, I don't know if you can consider it development hell, but it's been in development certainly a long time. Yeah. They've wanted to make a sequel um, and whatnot, uh, so much so that uh, Dean Devlin did. He got offered a large sum. He wrote a script and then eventually gave the money back and said the script's not good enough. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, we had uh, the very tragic event of September 11th, which put a wet blanket over this entire thing, and then it just kind of continued and spiraled from there and there. Um, so, I mean, you, you know, the, the history of this is, is not good, and they, they were thinking about making, you know, a trilogy out of this, and it just it just never worked. Um, and then, obviously, the speculation is, as Will Smith's stardom grows, okay, how do you, now you got to incorporate Will Smith into it. They wanted to, but due to budget, they well, just couldn't, and then there seems to be shifts. a discrepancy over why yeah. Will Smith was not included in this. Um, and there's kind of, from what I've gathered, three different rumors. Rumor one is that his paycheck was supposed to be about fifty million dollars for two and, movies. Yes, for two movies, and they were like, eh, no. Um, number two is that um, 
scheduling for Suicide Squad was too difficult and that he couldn't really fit into the schedule. Number three is that, because um, for a while he was in talks, like they were talking oh, yeah. about this for years and years and years, is that he was on board, but then when he found out that the role was going to be a sci-fi movie with a father-son plot line, he got maybe somewhat of cold feet after the After Earth bomb and was like, I don't want to go down this road again and pulled out. So it's probably a mixture of those three things. Um, What it does seem at least to be in the press and what they're talking about is there's no ill will from either team about um, Will Smith not being a part of it. Will Smith doesn't seem to be like, I I can't believe they went on without me. And the team doesn't seem has... I think at this point he's best. happy that they did. Well, I, 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 yeah. he probably is. And, and straight up, when they made the announcement that Will Smith wasn't going to be in this movie, I said, you know what? That's fine. All they have to do is really make a good movie because, yes, Independence Day Independence Day made Will Smith's career. It wasn't Will Smith that made Independence Day. Um, it really launched him into movies, so to speak. And I'm like, if you can do the same thing, with another actor, have another character that can be equally as strong. And I know that these, from the original movie, like I know Jeff Goldblum's coming back. Uh, I know Bill Pullman's going to be back. They can make it work. I'm like, I wasn't I wasn't one of those people that said, uh, Will Smith's not in this movie. It's going to instantly but suck. But I think, I, well... I mean, I'm not I saying think- he doesn't add cachet, but I wasn't one of those people that said the movie, before seeing it, that the movie was going to have to rest on but Will Smith's shoulders. I thought now, now unfortunately, like now, you can look at it now, and there's going to be that speculation of, okay, did he pull out because the movie was going to suck, and now <laughs> just the book. You know, you get what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't, like, Will Smith is one of the very few actual box office draws in this day and age. Yeah, but, you know, he had, uh, um, I believe Focus. it was in Hollywood Reporter, did, an, uh, did a really uh, fascinating piece, an interview about him, where Will Smith, he, he was very candid in the interview, and he said there was a point in my career where it was just all about being number one in, in the money. Mm-hmm. He goes, that's why you got Wild Wild West. He goes, I wasn't paying attention. To me, it was more of an ego thing of being number one and being big that I wasn't paying attention to creativity or if anything was actually really good and... That's why I was in Wild Wild West. And it's a, it's a great introspect for him to go back and look at that because the, you can point to Wild Wild West and sort of kind of say that was his first major bomb. And that was his big thing because he was Mr. $100 million man. You know, Independence Day, Men in Black. It's July 4th weekend. <clears throat> yeah. And so... He's many years, 20 years have gone since, since since Independence Day. There could have been a little bit of that introspective going, I don't need to be number one on Independence Day. Maybe, maybe I should start thinking of better projects for myself. So he does Suicide Squad, which will be a, a departure for different action characters he's played. Focus, whether you liked it or not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he even did, uh, like... Um, He's done serious movies like Mahomes. Yeah, Concussion. Movie. Concussion recently. Yeah, Concussion out. recently. So if you throw that into everything you were saying, Sarah, you know, it sort of makes sense yeah. uh, as well. Um, but again, I didn't think going into before seeing it, 
Uh, I was hooked in the marketing. Mm-hmm. I like. I couldn't wait. I'm like, this is a summer B movie cheese fest. That if it's half as good as the first one, I'm in. I'll be happy. See, maybe yeah. that's the divide though, because for me, I almost didn't even go to see this movie. Hmm. Um, I the marketing didn't do much for me. Jeff Goldblum was really my only draw left in the movie. Um, like I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk about casting, but like Mae Whitman's lack of involvement that, was a huge. I, I was almost a huge, didn't like, see it because of that. I, it's yeah. same here. I, I I chose not to go on opening weekend uh, because of that. Yeah, but reason. why? But it's not like that character because well, it's, it's not that, that character I'll needed to be that actress. It's more of a. It was more just like I I can tell from that casting what they like why yeah. they didn't is the reason yeah um, mm-hmm. I but, completely understand. I, and Will Smith wasn't sure Jeff Goldblum was for me, but I went in with such. Just like I, whatever. I'm going to see this movie. Let's see how it is. And I was engaged the whole time. Like, I yes, it was not like a great movie, but I felt like for whatever uh, visceral subconscious reason, I was engaged the entire time I was watching it. And I left just like that was fun. And I was like, I never have to see that movie again. But it was fun. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because okay, so Nicholas Wright and James A. Woods who wrote this one they they said they were trying to capture as much of the <clears throat> innocent and honest humor and tone as much as possible from the first um and so i mean to, to that point you know zach saying it was fun i'm saying it was fun like you know to a degree at least that's what they put on screen and they accomplished that goal to a degree at least for them i think sections of it i think sections of it for me were really fun but uh yeah. it's just like, I felt like if you almost divided this movie in a pie chart, I was like, when we were <laughs> right. when we were in this area, yeah. I was good. When we were in this area, I was but, good. And when we were in all of this, I just didn't want any of it. And, and here is another major issue with me, is that, again, there was no cohesiveness to where our characters left off. They made a big point that Jeff Goldblum always took time to play chess with his dad in the park. And now, for some reason, they become a part. They only see each other. And, like, we don't know what the hell is going on here. That that was another big problem. And then we got this the, the president. We got Bill Pullman. Okay. Well, technically, uh, not the president. Well, he's mm-hmm. the former calling president. Mm-hmm. But, keep, well, yeah. but they do that, yeah. you know, for to people president. like, yeah, former presidents. Mm-hmm. Number one, his speech in the original Independence Day united the world. Like, it was that patriotic. And that's another thing. This movie wasn't as jingoistic, which it probably could have used a little bit, especially now. But it was so... He he pulled it off. And I'm like, I will vote for you. I will vote for you. And when he was on screen, like, when he shaves the beard and he shows up all clean and stuff, I was like, yeah. And he gets into the jet. He goes, I'm doing my part. And this move, like, when he says, Happy Independence Day from America, like, and he blows the thing up, that's where the movie should have ended. Like, there was this big thing, and then they even take away from that because, oh, now we got Queen Alien, and then we got the, we have to have the kids screaming while they're flying and trying to take this down. They didn't even give our main old characters he didn't have I yeah I felt really bad for his death I was like I don't feel bad that you died I feel bad for how this was done yeah I think I mean I think that's a trope though of, of a lot of action movies and movies in general now where they just like they have to have the quadruple <laughs> octopus and like I don't you know what I mean where it's ending upon ending because you're right like if you go back in film history, like it, you know, whether the '60s or '70s, that that would have been just 
a perfectly good ending and very satisfying. Now it's just I don't I don't know if it's an audience demand or if it's just the studio trying to force it. Or just I, like this and then this. I think it comes down to the fact that we've made a lot of these movies, like just because of just it's been a number of years and these movies are popular and it's at the point where even though the even if the audience doesn't understand it in the sense of like, well, we're in Act Three, so this beat is going to happen here, and then this beat, they just know. Okay, well, that's where the story is supposed to end. So, like in this case, it felt like the story is supposed to end with the ship blowing up, but when it doesn't and it continues that heightens it it draws it into the next phase which in theory surprises the audience and keeps you guessing it, whether or not it's effective is like is a different story hey. but it, they want it to they want to give you those multiple what feels like multiple endings because it, that way you're at least surprised or you don't know 100 but they could have built stop. around that they could have led they could have had all those events lead up to this great character sacrificing himself and having this awesome line and he saves the day like and he was the only one who was like charismatic enough like where he was gonna pull this off and instead we had to go back to the kids who i could could have cared less about and and as great as it looked like that the final scene at the end with queen alien there you know it looked great i mean it's just a matter of for me i didn't care that they had a like the tumbling ending where you know like it just keeps going um sometimes i have a problem that when it's like all of a sudden you have a second bad guy that comes out of nowhere and i'm like this is unjustified this wasn't the movie i signed up for um but i understood where the like the the own shields and how they kind of creatively develop that. I think they just needed to be a little bit more strict or what I would have liked to see is them be more strategic about where they place their important characters. So take, put a drone in the first bomb that goes to blow up the queen. You think that's going to be a success and then make your, make your president be the one who's driving a decoy bus that has the white orb on it. And then you have like the same visual chase. It's still going. It's those chains. But now my emotional attachment is greater than to a bus full of kids mm. that I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I understand you like kids in harm is a bad thing. Like genetically, no one likes to see that, but I'd rather have a character and, and it's, being used in right. a more effective way as that bait, as that, okay, we have a problem, let's find a new solution. Right. Then how they, like, they misjumbled and they put their important character to die first and not important characters to last through the end. And I was like, uh. I, yeah, and then, right. it ended, I, then it ended on, like, the worst thing it could have done is, let's go kick some alien ass. Like, no, you should have just ended. Like, again, that... that I, the F word franchise comes into this and they made this thinking, oh, we're going to have a third. Like there was no thought to put, no, just make, it's been 20 years since the original, make a really, make a really good second movie. Like it's not like you gave audiences three to five years to rest from it where you can leave a cliffhanger. It's been 20 years. Just make a good second movie, and if it's warranted, we're going to go give you a third. But don't leave it so open-ended like that. 
that there's still more story for me to tell. Yeah, but oh my god, what they set up for that third, and we'll talk about that down like towards the back of the show. But like, I'm just so jazzed about what they're setting up. Careless, care less. And there's the dividing line. Yeah, I mean, will we see the third movie? If China is if if China is giving money, probably, (laughs) (laughs) which we'll talk later. So, but you know, going into the filming of this, you know, I think that. No, I mean, like, the way that this was shot and what it took to do uh, compared to the first one. And I think they could have maybe taken a couple of pages from the making of the first one. When in 96 or 95, when they're making this, the, the first one has a lot of practical effects. We were just in the, you know, the start of the digital age, which they used some. But it was it was cool. We're still using practical effects. It would have been nice to see some more practical effects they thought about here. it they thought about it it was <clears throat> it was it was an idea that they were going to try and put another miniature yeah, and, thing in you know but they went all digital mm-hmm. you know they shot 75 days 360 degree blue screens uh in new mexico and you know yes there was technology that wasn't available 20 years ago but i just did recently watch independence day again and i'm like it still holds up from a special effects standpoint it's still a fun movie from that standpoint that's the beauty of practical effects um any movies from the 90s that went practical they still look good they they do but but star wars in the 70s still looks good without the george lucas enhancements oh i just mean like any i'm just complimenting practical effects which is what the original did the ships still look good because they're something real yeah even though like maybe the explosions in the original don't look perfect as much as they do in this movie where it looks fantastic the ships themselves still look great. Yeah. Well, also, speaking of that, I mean, th- this was given a $125 million more than the original. And I get there's inflation right. and whatnot. Um, but regardless, I, d- I do think more and more, like, uh, you know, the, the, the reoccurring theme that we keep seeing, at least in this calendar year, is that I think budgets should be a little bit tighter to force a little bit more creativity. Mm-hmm. You know, and I get, like, we're trying to make blockbusters here. This is supposed to be a blockbuster. But but there's something to that of, like, okay, just, you're not going to. Yeah, you're not going to get that. So figure out a way to make that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I agree in, in some sense there. Um, yeah, so I, I guess if we're, we're talking production, let's, let's talk production. Um, a lot to discuss here. So, <laughs> so many different things. Um, let's talk about the cinematographer, Marcus... Uh, <laughs> Fodor, Fodor. <laughs> yeah, I, um, interesting. No in, interesting how he was, uh, you know, kind of dis- not, in a way discovered. Yeah, you know, um, I, I, th- I thought it was very interesting. I mean, sh- short term of it is that uh, Emmerich really liked his work. Mm-hmm. You know, the way the way it looked and, and how he sort of did it. Um, Dimitri, do you want to offer more since uh, you actually were the one found a lot of research? Well, on yeah, him. Emmerich used him on. Um, his movie, um, oh, that that little—I always forget the name of that little indie movie that he did, where that oh, didn't goodness. have special effects. Um, that was actually just recently written about too, because he's still taking flack. Stonewall. 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 Yeah. yeah, he was the guy on Stonewall. He liked the way that the guy worked. He grew up in the digital age, so he—I believe he's thirty-four. And, you know, he has no concept of working on film at all, which would be an interesting topic for our friend John Ottman. But his whole thing is, you know, he was using, like, this um, this red... Uh, red dragon. Like, this red dragon camera. Um, 
he worked with a camera team of 13 people. They didn't have second unit for lighting at all because they can light it themselves with using this digital. And they weren't over lighting anything. They, they, they kept it dark, which, you know, I didn't really notice outside of the destruction. I mean, the movie looked good. Mm-hmm. It looked... All the budget was up on screen, and I saw this in 3D, huge screen. And he two, did I mean, a really they, good job. There's a great article too about how they did the coloring and, and whatnot, and, and and the effort that went to that. So, I mean, if nothing else, they, they the look it's beautiful ended up on screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I will say it because I felt like the first one really. I mean, it, it was a worldly type of situation, but I felt like it was really just geared towards America, and it was America's problem to right. take it out. Well, it and was I felt, worldwide. Yeah, but... and it was worldwide, but I felt like it was the Americans going after this. But I felt like in this film, we had like a more worldly, global experience because, you know, we see Singapore getting destroyed, you know, being, you know, destroyed, and we see America and, and, all, and London and all these places. So I felt like it was a very worldly well, location-wise, just there was so much. Yeah. Like, the ocean, the moon base, outer space, inside the ship. Like, you had a ton of different, like, visual presentations Locations. that were really, I thought, done really well. Yeah, and, and, and again, uh, this, this uh, Jerome Hendricks, who was the digital imaging technician on the film, who was working closely with him, he was like, dude, you're you're in danger of going to underexposure, and he's like, no, we'll be able to fix it. And Roland kept on t- telling him, go darker, go a little darker here, go a little darker here, where it's usually the opposite. Mm-hmm. But with digital, you can light it almost any way you want and fix it in post. You know, you could get whatever shadowing shade you want working in the digital world, uh, however it's shot with whatever lighting that you get. Um, and, and again, especially if you have the kid. information in there, of course, yeah. You know what I mean, and I know that while also filming, one of the things that Emerge utilized was because they were filming on these giant, uh, as you said, sometimes even three sixty blue screens. They would often take the time to shoot a bit with their actors or whatnot, and then show them a quick kind of almost rendering is kind of the wrong word previs on the monitor of what these actors were going to be surrounded with so it takes a little bit more time take a look look at the screen look at the monitor see what is going to be a closer resemblance to the actual location digital giving and i think that gives the actors a little bit more to agree to deal with yeah. to imagine um which i thought was a really cool technique they use especially in something that's so overwhelmingly um digitally done and they were using anywhere from one to four cameras mm-hmm. to shoot in film if you're using four cameras that, that automatically you're saying budget 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 budget, budget you know because you're, you're you're burning film you're not going to be using each you're not going to be using all those footage of film that you're shooting on four cameras, but you can do that digitally and be able to accomplish, and it helps with editing, but when it comes to color timing and lighting, yeah, I find that interesting that he was using anywhere. He could he could use at his fingertips anywhere up to four cameras for shooting various scenes. 
Yeah. So, yeah, that's fascinating. I mean, it certainly speeds up the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What it, what you spend in in extra just having extra cameras on set, you you make up for just in how much how many takes you can get. You can keep trying things and do different stuff. I mean, that's why the multi camera in the digital age, when you don't have to worry about re spooling four rolls of film every time, right? It is, also does uh, help your good. editor. <laughs> but you know, yes, I mean, in a way, it, it it does. But at the same time, it's also now you got to sift through this. I mean, right. you get a sift, but if you know your angles, the, then you're not having to match con- continuity issues, stuff like that. It all no. seamlessly go together. And the other, the other cool thing is that they're able to do with digital is for the many versions of the film that have to go out. So, and I'm talking your regular 2D version, your your 3D version that's just on a regular screen, your 3D version that's on an IMAX type screen. You can light that. You can make a specific version and light it so that if it isn't 3D, it does have to look a certain way. It's all about the lumens that the projector is throwing, which has to be very high for 3D because you're wearing dark sunglasses, basically. But if you're able to light it differently, too, it pops. And I will say this movie in 3D on that big screen... Like I had no, it looked great. There were no blurred lines. It looked fantastic during the action. Those people doing previs, those people working at Photochem, and 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 Roland Emmerich and and this photo um, gentleman, they did a fantastic job. Like this movie looked big, and um, again, those are some of my favorite parts of the movie. Was the attack? You know, it was like, whoa, it's awesome. That's what I wanted. To go to a big yeah. summer movie like well, this. Well, I agree. Like, for instance, I liked the giant. Sh- so we talk. We talk a lot about what we're willing to forgive if there is something you like, and how you mm-hmm. criticize more if you're not invested in like something. So, like, I loved. I really liked that they decided to go with this like massive ship that had its own ecosystem thing inside. Right. And I was like, this ship is so cool. And they're like, it's going to cover the entire Atlantic Ocean. And for a split second, I was like, I wonder what that's going to do to, like, the Earth's gravity or, like... Yeah, no, it was... I'm like, can the Earth handle that much more? Again, for a sequel, you want those stakes. You want bigger. They gave us bigger, and it looked Awesome. Cool. Like and like it couldn't come into the atmosphere without the fire and rolling clouds. Which was an awesome effect. Like, I'm, forget- I'm ready because I liked it. I'm ready to forgive like all the logistical things that I'm sure if a giant spaceship landed that was that big, something else would go wrong. Well, they showed the the gravity like taking some of the trucks up and stuff. Like uh-huh. that was cool. what right. the science that they didn't explain was once the drill pen- like penetrated the Earth and left this giant mile wide oh. crater, right. the oceans would shrink a lot. Yeah. They just yeah. sort of skip just over sh- that little fact. You know, we're gonna, but that part's cool. So whatever. <laughs> there was and they a have great drunk, article. Dr- they have drunk guys on a ship. Yes, super whatever. There that was guy an had art- like the biggest laugh out of my audience <laughs> when they wanted the money. They're like, "Yeah, we'll do it." A <laughs> hundred million. Hey, you know why not? Uh, th- there was a great article about kind of the seven questions that uh, were left behind from this movie, and a lot of them were the sciencey type questions that you guys are asking. Um, going back to scale, I do want to ask this because, um, in, you know, uh, Dimitri, you were talking about how the first movie was kind of, it was American, but it, but, you know, encompassed many people, but it was sort of an Americanized world. Well, it was this, very jingoistic because it was Independence Day. Yeah. And, and it was an American president who was, who really took charge 
And it was released, again, it was released on Independence Day. They made no bones about that. And Roland Emmerich said he they purposely didn't want to do that with this movie. And I think that was part of the charm of the first movie. Yeah. Well, I still but, think, I mean, it's, it's tough because, you, you know, they, there's a lot of articles about the sensitivity of it. They didn't include India because, you know, they didn't want... Uh, religious sex to to get upset with them over anything and you know we've talked about this on other movies and 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 whatnot we talked about it with x-men apocalypse of and whatnot and you know it's just one of those things that i thought i I agree with you there they might have thought about it a little bit too much like if you're gonna if you're gonna encompass the world just encompass the world or don't right yeah i mean but president whitmore said it in his original speech independence day will not just be an american holiday right um, and it also it makes sense like the world would unite around every not just this day but around it would be this, a united world so every force that you're going to see is going to be made up of international people which is why it made it makes perfect sense I saw uh, one credit complaining that uh, they forced in the the Chinese characters and it's like of course the Chinese would be involved in space missions well mm-hmm. I mean that is also a huge money marketing thing especially with China we've talked about it and I do think that the way that they executed using a lot of Chinese aspects in this film worked really well like I was fine with the Skype equivalent the QQQ yeah but no, here's like, the thing. no like one that. knew that it is a legitimate thing QQ right. yeah. I just thought yeah. but that is a thing in China where this movie is doing well or to have Angel Baby in it and the but, amount of press and everything that the money gar- the movie garnishes from that, and it, it did make sense to have her on this fighter pilot team. It also still makes the, sense for America to be sort of at the helm of this group because we led the charge in the first right. movie. So, but it would still be an international force. So no, like, I want to go around the world. I want to include, uh, and I love that we had the um, the African warlord as part of that story because his mm-hmm. his backstory, the idea of how it would affect these people on a, a smaller scale that we didn't look at in the first movie was fascinating. I'm going to choose to uh, just overlook the fact that they uh, established that once the hive mind goes, the aliens all die. And he said he was fighting aliens way after the hive queen died. Uh, yeah. No, it, 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 and again, <laughs> if, you ever watch, that, you guys. if you ever watch the extended version of, the, of Independence Day 2, they do go a lot more international. They showcase a lot more mm-hmm. of the impact that this invasion has had internationally. The extent of and, the original, and, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, the extended version of the original. Um, and to your point earlier on, I appreciated the world building a ton because it made sense. We, since 1996, we now have alien technology. Mm-hmm. We could be this bigger, brighter, like, world uh, if we're you know collectively coming together to put this into a positive spin but yet the more things change the more they stay the same because we still have a female Donald Trump president who doesn't want aliens in here and her first reaction was to shoot the alien instead of trying to talk to this alien and it was like you know oh, oh we see this alien oh we got a day the earth stood still it and shoot it it was like there was no I'm like with all that you've gained through the years like can't you just say hi I was like, I was prepared yeah. for that after I, I think it's the opening one of the opening scenes where Liam Hemsworth's tug pushes back this cannon that's tilting right and it's falling towards the base and no one in the base is running. No one in the base is scared. Everyone's just like, 
oh, he's going to do this. You never abandon <laughs> your post. We're going to stand <laughs> here. They abandon it about five scenes later. So that's not a valid Different argument. It's, it's <laughs> not a valid argument. In fairness to the, to the president, though, like we like it's oh. that like you look back and yeah that was a bad decision but if you think about what President Whitmore did in the first movie and that he was like maybe these guys are peaceful let's send up the light ship let's do this let's prepare for maybe it's a peaceful alien and then he didn't evacuate the cities and millions and millions of people died I think it is absolutely understandable that somebody's reaction when the only other, so the second time an alien shows up in your system, and they remember it had wiped out a base on Saturn, so it had already killed several humans and one of our defense colonies. Supposedly, I mean, yeah. we don't yeah. know who was on yeah, Saturn. That was wasn't established. And, and, and again, though, I, I will go. This it, they established that this was not the aliens that attacked in 1996. No, but they, they didn't they know that, that at the time. They ag- just had to. Ex- but that's seen, my point exactly. But their they, evidence was our colony had, just got wiped out. We just lost one of our defenses. We don't and know now. Who did these it. people have popped. Now this ship has popped into orbit above us, aiming down at our base. We have two decisions to make. It's the, obviously it was the wrong decision, but it's an understandable I one. Mean, yeah, I mean, the Trump analogies. I, I, I just I, think that Trump analogy is not warranted. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> it's an alien, and uh, she decided to shoot at it. She decided this is an alien, and and here it this comes. This is in just and, a preference you know. question, though, because I think that, like, yeah. I, I thought it was one of those things where the moment this is happening, I'm like, we're so early in the movie, we know this is the wrong decision for her to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean. You know, that's just a... It's and, what, and what happened to her? Then. What happened to that president? I mean, oh, she didn't get a memorable speech. She died. No, yeah, she she died. Die. But I, we didn't see it. But yeah. she, we are supposed to presume that entire room is dead, remember? Well, the next thing I know, Will Fickner's being sworn in. I was like, uh, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Sailor Ward, nice that you were here. And um, another person, nice that you were here, was Vivica A. Fox. Vivica Fox. Oh, my oh, God. I know. This scene... Anyone else want to take this? No, <laughs> I'm just like, again, it was disrespect, more disrespect to that character because it's like, wow, she was on screen, what, 10 minutes, if that? And what did she do other Nothing. than just like die? And I was expecting the San Andreas moment, like where like the rock saves his, saves his wife from the top of that L.A. building. Let's not talk about the rock. I think my problem was was that... Okay, great. We have Vivica Fox back because yeah. she was in the first one. I think the only reason why they killed her is to give maybe some motivation to well, what's the dude's name? The, the son. The son. Yeah, the son. son. To maybe give him a little bit more motivation to take out these aliens. Okay, great. You're the, the, these aliens are going to kill you anyways. That should be motivation enough. But yeah. why even bring her if exactly if you're going to kill her off? Yeah. To do and like she added literally nothing to nothing. his character. And she had nothing to the movie. She had nothing like, to the exactly. She did nothing I was just like cross off. Jess, uh, Jeff Goldblum's love interest. Cross off. I was just making red X's in my head. She right. was like interviewed in the premiere and she's and, and she was asked like, "Oh, does your character have a big?" She goes, "Oh, you just wait and see. I have a wow moment." And I was like, "Oh, you well, fell I, to your death. You, you fell. You didn't find the baby saving kind of comical because." I found the fact that she was saving a woman with a baby just really comical. I found it comical just in the fact of, like, you know, it's all noble and good to try to save the mom and the baby, but you are a trained medical professional in a world that has just hit the fan. You might be important. Yeah. 
Mm. Or like, like, come on now. Really? This is what we're dealing with? Don't worry. We're never going to see the mom and baby again. They have no relevance out of the story except for the fact that you should feel bad for them because they're a mom and a baby. Much like all the school kids in the bus, which you don't really care about any of them. But they're kids, so yeah. come on. And I think also that, that also t- adds to the problem that there are too many characters in this movie that don't add anything to the story. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what's the best thing to do with them? Get rid of them, you kill them off. Sure. Just like television shows, you know, whatnot. But, <laughs> but <laughs> well, like, you're, you're if right. you're going to bring and, like, saturate this movie with pointless people, why have them in the first place? Yeah. 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 No, I, 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 I agree. If we can, I do want to go back a little bit, talk about... There is something interesting when we talked about the first film in visual effects. So the first film, which we already talked, depends heavily on miniature models. There were 430 visual effect shots used in the original Independence Day. The follow-up using the latest dig- digital technology, number of shots climbing to a whopping 1,750. That's, you know, a lot. The first film was 95% shot using miniatures, motion control, cameras, Again, which if they had used some of that here too, still think it would have looked awesome. Um, you know, and Resurgence, they started with storyboards, but they were just the basis for very elaborate previs sequences. You know, which they weren't. They prevised in a much different way. They they actually would storyboard. So it is interesting that within twenty years, what we can do. And I know that Zach and I, and I think everybody here agree, though. You know, if you go to a more practical effect it'll never go out of style it'll always look fantastic you get to be a little bit more imaginative if you're if you're going to rein in your budget more and maybe they could have spent a little bit of time to give vivica fox a little bit more because you're right if she is a nurse and she has the alien technology if you're in the healthcare business and you have this amazing technology she could have been utilized really well she was utilized great why wasn't she the speech writer Right, right. <laughs> I well, don't know. Speaking of the visual, like the the fact that it took nine actual visual effects houses to do this entire movie, <laughs> yeah. nine. And you it's know, part of that is that you know some visual effects houses are better at certain things than others. Whether it's you know lighting, whether it's uh, you know the, the creatures, whether it's uh, you know buildings, whatever the case may be. So you kind of assign various aspects to various ones, mm-hmm. but nine. Nine, nine in total. yeah. Nine yeah. in total. Yeah, well, they yeah. did a good job, good job. I think the destruction <laughs> scenes are awesome. Oh, they were amazing. Yeah. They were really fun. I was like, look at world, no one is, like, everyone's at the mercy of these aliens right Space now. was fun. Why don't we talk about the, speaking of, uh, let's talk about the alien queen. Because alien queen, very cool. Uh, what a digital. Um, they, they were mostly in charge of creating the look for the alien queen. They actually had to create two versions. The first one, when they're actually in the ship, when everyone's attacking it, and then when it dons the exoskeleton, they had to create a bigger version uh, and like put it out in the the sand what, what, what salt, flats. salt lands. Salt lands. Salt flats. Um, I thought she was scary looking, very cool. Um, that, but they also there, there's a good interview out there saying that they didn't really focus on the facial features, right. but they focused more on the movement because every big giant step was basically an explosion of the of the earth right like with every footstep because they didn't focus on the facials and just the fact that she had to have a scary movement to her it was great it was really really nice then it just made me wonder then why didn't they just lead with her in the first independence day (laughs) 
<laughs> like it's just like wait, no. if you're definitely gonna take over a planet, like why didn't you well, lead with her? <laughs> they underestimated the very primitive Earth because in this universe they're obviously and the orb did too. Yeah, the orb was like, these are really primitive ones. We can send, like, the little Harvest Queen to get them. (laughs) Oh, wait, they did well. Now we have to send the bigger Harvest Queen. Oh, wait, they did well again. Now we're going to get, you know, I don't know, the board of Harvest Queens. (laughs) Something like that. (laughs) No, we're going to take the fight to them. (laughs) We're going to take the fight to them. We're going to the board. We're going to find the board of Harvest Queens. That's right. Um, I wanted an alien punch moment. An alien punch moment. Yeah. Well, they well, have there was an alien punch moment. But they, they literally copied and pasted yeah. yeah. the one from the yeah. original. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was, but there was. it wasn't nearly. It as wasn't great. as good. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, we understand. I did like speaking of the African War uh, Lord. You know when because no because the, the guns were made a big thing and he's like right. oh I, I prefer my and then he fought, he gets to stab. He was yeah, one of my back. favorite ca- new characters. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. He was one of my yeah, favorite was, new characters. He was. Yeah, he was he was cool because they they gave him something to do that was relevant and you understood where he was coming from. They actually focused a little bit on you. Him. You got a lot. You got who his family was. Sure. You got the importance of him having this ship, the language that he semi understood, the fact that he was psychically connected, that he knew how to kill them, like the strategy to kill them in close combat. Mm-hmm. Like he actually had a lot of functions. Right. And wow, a character can have more than one function? Who knew in an Independence Day research? He could also became... be a speechwriter. Yeah. <laughs> his knowledge was like central to how they defeated the aliens, like mm-hmm. coming at them, shooting them in the back, like right. that. They didn't actually stat like show him telling everyone about that little detail, but right. I assume he communicated it at some point off screen. Yes. Yeah, and I liked, oh, of course, you know, I was happy to bring back Brent Spiner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dr. Brackish. Now, what kind of a first name is Brackish? Mm. But, but Brackish O'Coon. Could be German. And, and it could be. It's Brackish. He's very salty. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, yeah, it was, it was fun to see him back, and there were a lot of people, and it's Many people were like, well, we thought you were dead. And he's like, well, why? He goes, oh, he goes, you just saw me on the floor. He goes, you just assumed that I was dead. And in fact, there is a, they, they did a little uh, Okun little video biography mm-hmm. uh, about him. But I, I just find it interesting because rewatching Independence Day, it's like, yeah, when we last see him, like uh, Baldwin, Adam Baldwin's over him taking his like pulse and then it cuts away, and you're assumed he's dead. But it was it was fun to have him back and see the president again, and even David. Well, uh, like like I those were parts again too that I enjoyed. Well, supposedly there was a line written into the original Independence Day that did pronounce him dead, and they specifically cut it out before that release because he was such a likable character, and they wanted to leave that window open. So I think if you looked at the original script for Independence Day, he would be dead. Mm. But, you know, if the audience loves you, sometimes they'll bring you back and not fully kill you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I would have really liked, too, like, it would have been good if again, towards the end or the climax, had you paired Bill Pullman up with Jeff Goldblum's character? Because at the end, well, in Independence Day, they were sort mm-hmm. of at odds because I believe Jeff Goldblum's David punched mm-hmm. the before he was president and president. And they were sort of kind of at odds. And then Jeff Goldblum's character thought this president, his girlfriend was cheating yeah. with the president. So 
But them working together, like, I would have been more interested to see these characters try to take out our aliens in some sort of a way, even if there was a self-sacrifice that could have meant something. I could just see that. I have a question for you guys. Um, Do you think, because I thought it was kind of interesting how they utilized the, some of the original cast, and but I found myself having to be like, okay, how did this all play out? Because I didn't think it was very explanatory on a lot of who our classic characters were. Do you think this movie would have made sense to an audience that didn't see the original Independence Day? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah it may not have had the like the impact, impact but... Eh, it would have made as much worse. sense as it made to people who saw the original. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's I think a good so. way to put I it. I think so. I think a good reason why they brought back a lot of the original, or, you know, original people was that the only tying factor why they were all in this one is that they were all actually connected to the aliens. Mm-hmm. And I think that helped tell the audience, like, okay, this is what the aliens did back then. This is how we defeat them now. Yeah. You know, so it was just to help people understand a little bit more. Interesting. Yeah, and it was, well, and plus they were the main, you know, the people that they brought back. Like Bill Pullman and and and, and David and, and Jeff Goldblum's character, outside you know Will Smith obviously, but he's not back. But these two were very integral. I mean, Bill Pullman did get up in a fighter jet in that final attack scene. Uh, uh, David Jeff Goldblum's character was in the spaceship with Will Smith's character to take you know to to, mm-hmm. to plug in the virus and do all that stuff. They were integral in figuring out how to do it. My sad moment was seeing. Uh, and I didn't know if it was, I had to look it up. I didn't know if it was live or Memorex, but to see uh, Robert Loggia, uh, which, you know, I think this had to have been his last screen presence. And he didn't say anything other than just wave. It was just sad. He just looked so frail up there. But um, it was a nice little nod to him because, you know, you know, take those sons of bitches down. Like, you know, he had he had great dialogue in the first one, too, as cheesy as it was. So, Speaking of that, uh, we'd be remiss not to talk about Mae Whitman. Okay. Mm. Well, because Marissa, if nothing else, would stab me. I would probably, too. I almost yeah. didn't see this movie because of this. Well, we, we obviously know she played the, the young daughter in the first one, but Mae Whitman, she, is a, she has grown to be a great actress in and of herself. And the fact is just, it would be a great opportunity for her to come back and be an awesome person. Whether, I mean, granted, they wrote the daughter as a fighter pilot and a speechwriter. Why couldn't Mae Whitman be that? You know, or like, I don't know why. I mean, Zach, you have some information as well. But I think it's just a very missed opportunity to have a really great, strong actress play probably a more memorable role than this one was. Yeah, I mean, at first, when when I heard they hadn't cast her, like... my, there were a lot of rumors, and that's the thing. It's all rumors. Like none of this is confirmed by anyone. Um, one side is claim. Like I, I heard that uh, Roland Emmer- Emmert claimed that she did. That they asked her to read for the role, and she didn't want to read for it. Whether that was like I refused to read for a role that was mine, or if it was just like I'm not interested. I, I don't know that she's. She hasn't been very public with any statements about it. That she like desperately wanted it and was mad. Um, the, Anna Kendrick, um, she retweeted. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She 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 was the one who was kind of most vocal on behalf of Whitman. So, yeah. uh, but whether Anna she Kendrick, knows anything from the inside, we it, it, yeah. Well, Anna Kendrick is friends with Mae yeah. Whitman. They are friends. 
So I'm assuming, and Anna Kendrick did say really something about what how kind of horrible this was, and it was retweeted by May Whitman, which people are taking um, as May Whitman was not offered the role and did not was not approached by any means. She is age appropriate. She's mm-hmm. 28 uh, versus Mike Maika Monroe is she's 23. 23. Um, the other person who wasn't cast, also the little boy, wasn't cast, but he has not had as successful as an acting career as May Whitman has um, more recently. May Whitman is still le- le- in leading roles mm-hmm. in film, um, so I don't understand. A lot of people are putting the blame on this over the stereotypical look that they wanted of more of a blonde Transformers type leading lady. Other people on the short list were supposedly like Britt Robinson. Um, Just like your... Who? Britt Robinson. Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. Blonde. She was another dome for like three episodes. For me, she's a good... I know May women. Her? Who? I know. See, but I don't... I mean... Gabrielle Wild, Gabriella Wild. Yeah, but Margaret Margaret Cullen, who played Constance Spano, wasn't asked back either, and she's the one that played Jeff Goldblum's love interest and wife. But that I character's mean, not even the in it. That's the thing is, like, they yeah. have the character there. The actress is still available. <clears throat> and the th- here's the thing: Maika Monroe, she didn't do a bad job by any means. Like, she did fine. Um, but the, and at first, I thought, like, okay, maybe they're going for a different direction with this character, where like Mae Whitman is very good at playing a good dry comedy. And maybe they don't want that in this character at all. But after I saw the movie, like that was st- she still had that sort of like little dry, witty banter and humor back and forth with some of the other characters. May Whitman would have taken that and elevated it to a place where that character would have been completely memorable, and you'd want to watch it again and again. Exactly. It was just sort of for her role in this was just sort of forgettable. It seems to be because of very superficial Hollywood judgments. Yeah, on which May Whitman yeah. wasn't but, but, but cast, again, conventional and looks, I have maybe. a problem with that. Well, yeah. I, listen, I don't disagree with what you're saying, mm-hmm. but in the whole, I don't think people were going to see May Whitman anyways, whether she was cast or not. I mean, the bottom line is, who cares? It, I get I it. It's 20 I years no, I didn't need May Whitman yeah, to I, technically be in it, but then I didn't want the character to be in it. Because right. the, uh, th- it, that that would have been better for me if they were like, okay, we we're for some reason not changed. wanting Mae Whitman in this, which I have a big problem with because I like Mae Whitman. Love but it. then don't keep her character in it. Why? Fine. I mean, she didn't own. She was she 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 didn't own the character when she was a when she was a little kid. I mean, it's not like it's, that that character in the original movie. Like the, the the movie hinged on that the character, it's not and, about, and Hollywood but, has a history. Hollywood has a history of swapping out actors and or actresses. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying Independence Day Resurgence did not hinge on Mae Whitman being in the movie. No, I think but, the, no, I think but the problem is poor judgment no. and a poor taste behind why they did it. Exactly, and I, that makes me dislike the production more. It's going to make me dislike the presentation more. I'm not going to be like I'm fine with it because I don't want to be fine with it. I don't want it to happen again. If you have someone who's completely qualified, talented, mm-hmm. it will will do. She's not going to hurt your box office in any way. She has her own audience. She has her own following. She is an accredited actress. Like, if they brought in... Maybe if they brought in someone like Jennifer Lawrence, who has a huge following, and they're like, we really wanted these numbers, and it's a huge role, I would see it a little more. I still wouldn't like it. But that they brought in someone who, in my opinion, doesn't have as strong as background as Mae Whitman, is less age-appropriate for the role, 
and seems to be solely booked because of the way that they look and not based on ability, attachment, or anything like that, I do not like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. But again, at the same time, it's been 20 years. It, again, that character, nobody's going to see it because of the... Because of the president's daughter's character. No, but it's not. So, it's not about. It, it doesn't matter. That it's not a big deal that they recast her. It's a big deal why they recast but her. But we don't and even. We don't specifically know the reasons why. Like I, I right off the top, I think this movie suffers from ageism casting. Well, hold on. I but think like, that they uh, went too but, low yeah. to begin with. But they're only. It, they're only a few years younger. Uh, I did. I did fact check. Will Smith was only like twenty eight. When the first movie came out, Liam Hemsworth okay. is twenty six, so it's a two but year I difference. But I don't buy him as whatever role he was doing. Like Will Smith's character, at least had some semblance of charisma. And if you're going to bring in the son of Will, but then Smith, that's an acting thing, not an better, ageism thing. I find it to be you got to get I somebody that I believe in. I think I think and, it's a mix of both because yes, you have ageism, but th- there's also a maturity factor. You could be 20 years old and, and act like you're 60. You know and what? Jennifer Lawrence, and, but absolutely. that's also what that's Mae experience. Whitman could have brought to it. She, yes, she's young technically, but her depth in her character development and emotional depth that she can bring to a character would have been so much better than what Maeka did for this character. I, I, it would have been way more talented, way more memorable than this version that they wrote for this daughter. I say she dodged a bullet. I, I say she dodged a bullet because the way that that character was written, I don't care how good of an actress you are, it's not going to... I don't think it was going to change anything. Like, unless you were a piss-poor actor. Like, the actress that was in there, she was fine. Like... It wasn't her that made me groan. It was the lines of dialogue that she had to say or or somebody else had to say. Mae Whitman, I think, she's probably looking at the grosses and what this movie... She's probably thinking, you know what? Uh, you know what? I'm good. I'm fine. It's well, okay. I dodged a bullet. I don't have to be in something that's being deemed as a flop. So let's, uh, let's shift gears to someone else who was... Well, this person said they were not asked about it. David Arnold, mm-hmm. who was the original composer... And on Twitter, he also went on to say, like, hey, listen, they own the rights to themes and whatnot, so they want to use them. They have every right. I feel bad. It's like a dagger in the heart. Like, you mm. crafted the... Like, I get it, but, I, like, it's the same thing. Like, he wasn't approached. That just has to hurt. Yeah, and, and again, you know, I, I sort of... I've had conversations. I, I think Fox... Fox in particular does not have people who care so much about they pay attention to their franchises like you know to bring david arnold back who's had a he's done james bond scores like and 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 the the independence day score is a really great movie score um you know and, and his attitude is yeah it's like they own it yeah they can do whatever they want the score on this i'm not gonna go out and buy it not necessarily because dave arnold's not behind it but i think he would have he could have brought something to the sequel that could have tied in more to the original that he would have had that you know the, you know that that through line of making it bigger and better in you know maybe they were maybe it came down to budget where he was asking too much i have no idea well I, he wasn't even asked yeah. yeah he just wasn't asked at all which is it's just like there's like this weird like, bad taste of, like, disloyalty a little bit around, like, as I've been reading about this film. Um, just, like, none of these people just seem to be consulted with at all. And 
I don't I don't know. I feel like when this first one came out, when Independence came out, it was such a huge thing. There was so much gusto around it, around everyone who was involved with it. And then to find out that it's coming back 20 years later and then to find out that so many people who were originally probably part of so much of that celebration weren't even talked to. I think like, I think the spirit of it, you know, as as it evolved at a certain point, it became of like, okay, we just have to make this sequel versus like, okay, we, we wanted to make the sequel because there was a passion behind it. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny that both of you bring that up because Dean Devlin, I saw him in an interview where he said making the first movie, he goes, even to this day, was the biggest joy of my life. I loved waking up every morning. I loved going on set. We knew that we were making a fun movie and everybody was having fun. We didn't know the movie that we had. And we didn't know that, he goes on, until like the last test screening where we really felt that this movie was going to be big. We didn't understand how big. But I can. he says he can honestly look back and say it was of all the things that he's produced. And he's he and Roland Emmerich have been partners for a long time. He was like, Independence Day was the one feature where I had the most fun every day. And you can tell from the cast and and such that they did have a good time putting this movie together. I didn't get that same sense in this movie. And again, because everybody was so fragmented and separated that the cohesiveness when some people came together just didn't make sense. Like, I could never figure out Liam Hensworth's character's connection to David. Like I couldn't figure what 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 did I miss that that he's got to go rush and pick David up and like why are they They're just old friends for some buddy, unknown reason? Buddy, yeah, mm-hmm. I you know I couldn't figure that out and like we we got this his is father there, is there an added pressure that this is Roland's first sequel ever for as much as he's done like does that weigh on him in any way shape or form? Mm-hmm. It weighed on the movie. I don't know if it weighs on him. I think it would, I, it would be interesting. It, it, it would be an interesting question to ask him. Um, I think it weighs only on the pressures of how do I make a continuation of a movie that came out 20 years ago? You know, it's always hard. The farther you get away from that original movie, it's always hard to to recapture or even to get that out there so that it's, it's 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 in the consciousness again. Like everybody remembers Independence Day, but the father you get away in twenty years is a long. That time. is a very long time. But I mean, the whole the whole gravy train of twenty fifteen was nostalgia, nostalgia. I mean, look, look at the Jurassic World. Right. They re, you know they recaptured at least the money. I don't know if necessarily the magic, but something. But at least in Jurassic World, you know they made a better movie, and they really did make it a point to point out the nostalgia. Of oh, yeah. of that movie, where in this one, not so much. It would have behooved them to to rekindle that nostalgia, because then I think the the older audiences who really loved and saw Independence Day in '96 could have gravitated to Resurgence a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It could have behooved them to do that. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, well, one of the other roles that was recast was um, the Dylan Hiller role, uh, played by Jesse T. Usher. And one of the things I found interesting about it was how he got the role. Um, he actually met one of the producers at the gym. <laughs> and it's they, real weird. Yeah. It's real weird. Yep. That's Hollywood. And yeah, they, they told him that the sequel was going to happen, and then he became excited and was just 
from there, he met with the producers. He met with Emmerich. Um, they and he didn't even really have to audition. They just looked at some of the other work he had done, and there you go, movie. Sometimes it's that easy. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I just found that very Good interesting. Meet at a gym, no audition. Here you go, Independence Day resurgence. <laughs> to be fair, Beth Bears has a similar story on the her first movie role, so <laughs> it's not that crazy. But it's always fun to talk about. It is. Now, another another person that they didn't bring back, uh, at least to my knowledge, uh, is a person who has worked with Roland Emmerich and Dean Devlin a ton. And he was the guy that was, he was integral. He was the guy that created our alien monsters, um, uh, Patrick Totopoulos. He was the guy that designed this. He, he built the ships. He built the monsters. And to my knowledge, he had nothing to do with the special effects or creative design mm-hmm. of this movie as well. So no David Arnold, no Mae Whitman, no Patrick Totopoulos, who more or less, like, he was your guy that, he gave you your visual pizzazz in the first one. And he worked with them. He's worked with them, actually, in a lot of, of movies. He set up his own special effects place, I believe. But, um... Yeah, and I don't know if it was budgetary. I don't know if it was conscious. Did they just want to, like, fresh slate? We want to do something, you know, different? Because even the tone of this Independence Day (laughs) is different. It's like, Will Smith's out. Everyone's out. (laughs) (laughs) And now, when you think about it, if the rumors are true, $50 million for two films, you should have ponied up. Because $50 million for Will Smith for two movies... That's that's sort of cheap. That's a bargain. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bargain today. You should have said yes. You know, you should have said yes. So, would, I, and that, I, I think that would have given it the clout that it needed to. But whether or not it was a good movie, you know, that's. Um, I do want. Let's talk promotion. Um, a lot, a lot of promotion went into this, um, as as you can imagine. Uh, so much so that there was uh, several book tie-ins. Has anyone actually read any of these books? I, I didn't even know about them until I saw them on the rundown for today. They did they did no good they did no good promoting the promotion. Right. I heard there were I heard there were books based off of it, but no, I not, yeah. not read them. I I agree with that. I was like I looked it up and there was like, oh yeah, you can find these things. And I was like, well, it's nice that I know now after the movie's out. And no, I don't want to go look them up. But thank you. Like if I'd heard six months ago that there was an Independence Day comic book that they were putting out, like a mini-series before the movie, I probably would have picked it up. I just didn't know about it. I yeah. had no idea that they were doing yeah. it. Like, I, I've heard of about them. Um, on Reddit, they actually... There's a lot of theories based on the books and what the books um, offer in information that actually fill a lot of the gaps that the movies yeah, don't, it's canon well, as books usually do. But interestingly enough, though, after the original Independence Day in 96, there was a series of books that came out to pick up the story. Yeah. I, I don't think these are the books that we're talking about. No, that no, came no, these out are more the newer. That's right. And they did one of the... And like they did March... a comic book series, too, as well, yeah. after the 96 release and its popularity. So... Yeah, and on, on March 19th was the novelization of the first movie um, among in the midst of all of this. Uh, and they also did a lot of tie-ins to, uh, obviously you can see the connection between the U.S. Army and this. So they did a lot of, you know, the Army took advantage of that in terms of promoting the Army. Right. Um, kind of something that I didn't see, but um, Fox collaborated with Manchester United and had some of the soccer players be <laughs> fighter pilots. Which 
There you sure. go. How did yeah. you miss that, Phil? <laughs> I, I don't like Manchester United. <laughs> there so. we go. <laughs> Out of the loop. Yeah, soccer and Independence good for Day. Them. Yeah, good for them. <laughs> good for them. You know, it, it was interesting that that they they did well at least as written uh, in um, the Hollywood Reporter, who had an article that basically said that they made a misstep in their marketing. Um, their their interactive website that, to market Independence Day oh, yeah. uh, resurgence. They were saying that you know. The site Independence Day My Street is meant to imagine what it would be like if the user's neighborhood was invaded by aliens and streets are destroyed, buildings blowing up, and you know it's an interactive thing. And I and I get it, but what the site uh, the the article goes on to say uh, might not have taken into account, however, was the list of locations and landmarks that have seen this kind of destruction before. And according to the New York Post, typing. Typing in One World Trade Center brings up an image that is eerily similar to the aftermath of 9-11. Whoops. I, I mean, again, could, I'm but, just but going it, like, Fox, what but, are they doing? I, but, 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 but go, okay, I, I understand that, and there's a sensitivity to that. But but even in general, okay, I, I, I don't live on, you know, I, I, I've known friends that have had family members in 9-11 and whatnot. But, but just take the core of it. Do you want to see your street? And see what it looked like if it had been terrorized in any way, shape, or form. Like, you know what? That, not really. that's the fun mm-hmm. thing I'm going for. No. I, if it's a, if it's alien Would that invasion, make you want to go see the movie? B movieish. I still like, don't I care. Get it, but you don't put in things that look like the you don't put in the Brussels. But then make it like make it B movieish where it's like weird. Like right. there's like an alien smoking a joint. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. No. I, that's what I mean, and that's what I'm going for. Again, it just makes me wonder. What the hell are you thinking? Like you, 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 if you're trying to build and continue on this Independence Day, the F word franchise here, like just just pay attention to make a good movie, make a good return. You know, you've been twenty years, you've had twenty years to like refine a script, and and it seemed to be a script by committee. There's at least a half a dozen people who are getting credited mm-hmm. for, for writing this movie. And I'm sure that there were even more people in the writer's bullpen who didn't get credited for contributing to, to, to the story. Absolutely. <laughs> well, for everyone's efforts, it. it was... Uh, so let's talk box office numbers. Uh, it was slated to make 45 to $65 million its opening weekend. And it did not... Ended up <laughs> forty-one. I mean, yeah, and unfortunately, it's not going to get the Fourth of July crowd now. I mean, Independence I Day. Think when BFG it was first... is going to take that like nobody's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll I, th- see. I think right now, last check, it was the Purge was doing pretty well, better than mm-hmm. expected. But I'm just saying that when Independence Day came out in '96. They built their campaign around this 4th of July, see some real fireworks. And it was built around Independence Day. So that weekend going into it, they had a huge, huge weekend um, because of they were marketing around the holiday. And this one, and it just happened to be a fun popcorn summer movie, this one, I don't think, they're going to capitalize on the fourth. I don't think they're going to be able to. Why wouldn't they? Like that was something that surprised me. Like the, I, I know that they're they're open and it's still going for the fourth of July. Sure. But why not? Like what went into the decision to not 
just open on Independence Day weekend, which is a long weekend, is tied very directly into the movie. I just I'm not sure where the where that decision came from. I don't think. Well, part of it is I I don't know why, but but in the movie it, it doesn't feel 100 percent like this is about independence. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's that. I, it's, it's it's there's just the core of that spirit missing. That this is we're celebrating the Fourth right. of July. Right. Whereas in the first one, you can't get around it. And I mean, just from a domestic distribution standpoint, you open up the week before. A lot of people go on vacation this week. Like a lot of people. You know, you might notice the traffic might be a little lighter. A lot of people are on vacation going into Fourth, you know, the Fourth of July, which is on a Monday this year. Okay, so the thought process was, let's open up the weekend before because we'll have that Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that week of vacation that a lot of people are on. So our midweek should be okay, and then we're going to have a holiday weekend, which we're all already, you know, the thought is we're going to be big. So let's just steamroll in. We're going to ride a wave that's going to carry us through Independence Day holiday, and we'll play it out that way. Fortunately, don't think it played out the way that they were thinking that it would be, except overseas. Like, at the end of the day, they probably won't be a flop-flop because of their overseas money. But they're they're still not making the money they projected. No, but I mean, even with their... It was a $165 million budget... You got to figure that's close to 200 once you're figuring the hard drives and the advertising it took to get the movie out. And they did a lot of advertising. That's way more. <clears throat> Throw another. So, Throw another. You know, um, 100 million on there. So, you, you know, worldwide, it's somewhere around 175, maybe. I mean, it's doing great overseas and in China. They have an angel baby. That angel baby. Come angel on. Babel, yeah. She's responsible for all of that. Just get angel baby. Really, angel baby is responsible for over 50% of their their gross right now. And she really didn't do anything. She's responsible for <laughs> like 75%. I didn't even 75%. know who the hell she was. Like, I'm, I'm just amazed that you know so much about angel baby. <laughs> I do. I know a lot about angel baby. I'm a big China fan. <laughs> I like Chinese food. I like a lot of Chinese people, but I love the food, too. But, no, and they contributed, too. And I think that that helps with their gross. With, I think it helps with the budgeting because China well, came had, in with a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, you had you definitely well. had the Asian culture in there. You got sure. Singapore completely decimated. Yeah. Yeah. So I They mean, like that, the that landmarks. Kinda, yeah, that was apparently. a great line, too. They like the landmarks. So, Jeff I mean, Goldblum was the best part of the movie. I, he and Bill Pullman... You know, I I, yeah. I agree. I, I wish they were together more. You know, it, it, it would have been uh, really cool. You know, we're going to talk about reception. You know, Rotten Tomatoes was at a very low thirty-two percent. You know, and even Cinema Score was a B. It's B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a B. I believe that though. I really do. I, I think that's I think that's high. I that's think it's high, high. That's a high letter for me. Yeah, but for sure. I would not yeah. be giving it a B. Yeah. Mm. No. But 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 and, and, and it's funny too because I know that they didn't review it. They they didn't show it to the press immediately. No, they showed it like they have. Yeah, and yeah. there were but there were some reviews that had filtered, that had gotten through the filter in one way, shape, or form. And some of them actually said the things that I had wanted to see. It's a big cheesy popcorn movie, much like yeah. the first one. And I was like, oh my god, this is this is great. Like if you looked on Rotten Tomatoes about a week before. I think it was up in the 70s. This was before everything piled in. You only had 10 reviews, but 
Well, the Lucy O'Brien gave it an 8 out of 10 saying, uh, silly, cheesy, spectacle-driven blockbuster with heart. Independence Day Resurgent is a fresh, uh, is a refreshing antidote to the grim and the serious sentiment we've been we, we've seen trending in sci-fi flicks of recent years. While its plot is messy and it's stuffed with too many characters, I dare not uh, I dare you not to leave the theater with a guilt-free smile on your face. There you Challenge go. That, that's about how okay. I felt. Like, yeah, like there's a lot of problems, but I still left in a good mood. Yeah. It's not that I didn't leave in a, like, I left and I was like, okay, so I saw that. And then I just started thinking about it. And that's where the slow burn began. And then, then it just made me angry. Well, to your point, bad. the AV Club called this preemptive franchising. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. It's, and it's a bad, it's a bad call to do. They shouldn't have done it. They just should have really said, let's make this a good movie. And if it warrants, if it does really well, then we're lucky. Because that means we got lightning in a bottle twice. And it took us 20 years to get this out. Let's, 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 then we're going to go. Then, then the big surprise, because there was no surprise now. We know that it's supposed to be going out somewhere out in space. Then make it a surprise. This is, uh, I, I think this review is funny, although, again, because I, enjoyed the movie i don't necessarily agree with it but um from up rocks uh mike ryan writes this should be dumb fun it's just dumb <laughs> <laughs> i read a review that actually picked on robert Logia. <laughs> it was like he probably like it said something uh like he probably died like three minutes after filming this and i'm like i was sad to see him in this again i, oh. I go back to him but you know it was just sad to see him he was such an integral, awesome character in the first one. And that's what this one was missing, too. It was with the exception of our new character with, with the machetes. Like, he was a great new character. I want him more. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sarah uh, has the Independence I'm, Day My Street up. I'm, I'm looking it up to see how. Can you look up after us? I looked up Los Angeles. I looked up Los Angeles. Um, all right, let's talk sequels. Um, because in an interview with Empire Magazine, Emirates revealed that a third film will be made depending on the success of the second one, so probably not. Um, he also said that the audiences um, would not have to wait as long if uh, for, for, for the third one, as they did with this yeah, they one. They can't wait no, 20 yeah. years. Another 20 years? I can't wait 20 years. The, what they set up, I'm so excited about. Yeah. They basically set up, like, think about it. It's a super ambitious project, but it's Jeff Goldblum and this little team of people, of, of young people, get transported to a world with any number of different alien races that you get to make up from scratch. And Jeff Goldblum is at the head of a resistance movement to fight the aliens. It's the Jeff Goldblum show, and I want, I just want to watch it. It sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it's the I movie just... that like they could have skipped over this one and just had the orb show up and take them away and maybe do that movie. But if this movie is what we needed to get that Jeff Goldblum movie, I'm in. Yeah, mm. I don't know. I See, look, the no. problem is if they do it in another twenty years, is technology is going to advance so much we're going to be in a completely different solar system fighting these <laughs> aliens than we are here. It's going to be VR. It's movie. not going to be twenty eight, but it's going to be it fast. Be it's yeah. you know what I mean. They're gonna like they've set it up like we're going in two minutes. Everyone pack your bags. Right. And listen, bottom line is 
they theoretically they can get the funding. If China is happy with their returns and and they're willing to pop the money into it, they'll, they'll be making they'll be making a third. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that's the bottom line. I mean. Again, uh, Forbes Forbes wrote an article saying that this movie isn't going to be the flop that a lot of people think it could be, only because of the overseas money coming in. You know, so I mean, foreign, like the movie's made one hundred and fifteen million dollars plus foreign. It's only made fifty to sixty million dollars here. <laughs> so yeah, the foreign, and again, you gotta wonder too because I think Will Smith has a bit of cachet overseas too. Had he been in it, that would have changed those numbers, I think, drastically. But even without him in it, it's still pulling in some 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 big bucks overseas, and particularly in China. And if China's dying to get into Hollywood, and if they're willing to give Emmerich the money, it's, who's going to say made. no? Yeah, it'll be it'll be made. And and a lot of times in Fox, they make movies, they make their sequels, not for here. Um, what was the Greek god, young adult? Hercules. Uh, per, Percy, no, Jackson. Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Great books. The only Terrible reason books. why a sequel was made to Percy Jackson wasn't because it was a huge hit over here. It was because it was a huge hit over there. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. decided to make a sequel. If you're going to make a sequel to Percy Jackson, you know... We could potentially get that third movie. The Lightning too. Thief. The, yeah. the thing oh my I God, think those books are that's standing in their way a little bit is only because it is such because it is going as Emmerich said it's going to be intergalactic. Like they're going off of Earth for the next one, so that means it's going to be like ninety percent CGI, um, just because you're making aliens and you could do some practical, but ultimately they're going to have to do a lot of CGI work, and that means it's going to have to be a very large budget, um, even by this standard. And it's that makes it that tough. Uh, I still think it would be fun, and like that's all. That's all I want it to be is something fun. You and, can go see it, and then yeah. you can go tell me because I'm not seeing the next one without. Here's how you cut the a- budget, and you may make the movie two hours. Two characters. An hour and <laughs> forty-five minutes of it is just them going to the planet and be like, "Are we there yet?" <laughs> and just, just. And then and finally, it's just two people. And then you blow them up in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, I just, and the machete guy, he needs to come back. They can, I don't know. With with with, with yeah, you're machete right. But they, Jeff they, they filmed most of this on a big three hundred and sixty degree green screen. I, they could do yeah. the those are for this mm. too. All right. Final thoughts. Why don't we start with Dimitri? I think I. You know what more can I say? Um, All right, yeah. Sarah Stratton. Um, as I said, I will not go see. The third one until someone sees it and tells me and gives me well, kind of a interpretation. Let me ask you this though, okay. and this is a, I think this is a fair question. Mm-hmm. Say they make the third one, mm-hmm. okay? What if the marketing on it actually looks appealing? Like if if they make a third one, if they really and, draw me and with I the marketing, see, like yeah, this yeah, trailer yeah. of something that I might not have seen before. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I would at least give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, well, but this, I would have to. This is the thing for me. I kind of was trying to give this one a shot. Okay. I did not like... I was not that intrigued by the marketing. Okay. Um, as I said, with the whole Mae Whitman thing, I part of me just really didn't want to see it. But I did like the original Independence Day, so sure. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to okay. give this movie a shot. And they failed my shot. <laughs> um, so now, to get me to come back, 
yes, a killer trail trailer marketing might do it, but what's really would do it is someone's opinion that I trust mm-hmm. telling me that it's at least not a waste of money. Okay. Um, but this one was my shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Marissa? It looked fun from the marketing for me. Like I was like, you know what, I, I really did enjoy the first one. I'll probably go see this one. If it wasn't for Anatomy, I probably still would have gone to see it anyways. It looked fun. Visually, it was cool. The VFX cinematography was pretty on point. But story-wise and character development really irked me because there were, it really wasn't there. And that, like, as a person who's, like, really involved with storytelling, that, it, yeah, it made me angry in that aspect that it wasn't there fully. Right. Um, overall, fun. Not a solid movie, though. I, you know, I, I get what you guys are saying, but I didn't mind it. <laughs> I didn't mind it as much. You know what? And... Truthfully, it might be probably better if you haven't seen the first one. Just go in and enjoy this one, because then you don't have to be like, "Well, that happened in the first one. Why isn't it?" The-? Just just go into it with a fresh that's, slate. That's an interesting point. Yeah, in a way. So why not? Um, Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, I. It's not like a great script. There's not like the new characters are very forgettable. I couldn't even tell you <laughs> any of their names, uh, but. It it I just had fun. I think it was a combination of I really as a, as a sci-fi fan I really loved the details of the world building that they put in there, and I think I probably left with a really good feeling because of what I am seeing in that potential sequel. Um, and I know that that's not something that should be part of it, but it that idea excites me so much. It sort of made up for a lot of the problems in the movie, and that's why I left feeling good about what I had seen ultimately well there you have it um thank you guys for joining us on another anatomy of a movie dissection um hopefully it won't take 20 years for the next independence day for us to <laughs> would be quite the successful show if we were able to keep going that long but uh thank you guys for always uh joining us if this is your first time welcome if you're returning welcome back uh let us know your guys thoughts and opinions you guys are always uh very vocal which we appreciate uh we love chatting with you guys in the comments section um after all it's a discussion and if i may too the, the people in the comment section of recent too i think have lent to the they've actually lent to the conversation in a positive way whether they like the movie or not They've they've joined the discussion. You're saying they're smart. And I'm saying they've joined the discussion in a very po- in a positive way. Even yeah. if it's a negative comment about the movie, they've done it in an informed way. And 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 it's I've actually I'm not as afraid to go looking at the comments anymore as I used to be. <laughs> I'll just good. say that. Very so, good. Improvement. Um, at D Movie seventeen oh one. Thank you. Yep. At Sarah underscore Stratton. Thank you. At Serafini TV yeah. at that Zach Wilson. That's with a H, not a K. Yeah. And by the way, guys, if you want uh, even more dissection of this movie, if you haven't had enough by now, uh, and really getting into the, the nitty gritty of the sci-fi, uh, check out my uh, show on the Popcorn Talk, Sci-Fi Weekly, where me and Jesse Klein really delved into the world at large in this picture. That's right. That's a brand new show. If you like sci-fi. I'm sure Dimitri will have to make some appearance there eventually. If I'm Especially asked, with Star it. Trek oh, in the, in the <laughs> pipeline or something. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, you know, uh, Coming up, we've got The Shallows. We've got BFG. We've got... Uh, what was the other one? 
lot of other more. movies. Sausage Party. <laughs> we've got various other Star movies. Trek. Star, Star Trek. Trek. Beyond. Star Trek Beyond. Yes, yes, indeed. We've got a lot coming up. So, and uh, of course, recently we've done a crap ton of movies. So definitely <laughs> check them out. Some um, more crap. No. <laughs> and you know what? If you're if you've got nothing else to do this weekend, check out the three hour version of Batman v Superman. And does it hold up better? Yeah, if it's raining and you don't have fireworks. Yeah, have that. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time on Anatomy of a Movie. I all. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the rest of the Anatomy of a Movie staff, we would like to thank you for listening and subscribing to the show. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to email or tweet us. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been Anatomy of a Movie.